All right, Motor City, here we go. It's time for another one. Motor City, it's your DJ, Brett coming. Here we go, Motor City. You know who I am. Good to have you with me again. This is the Motor City HDJ Podcast with your DJ, Brett Cummins. Welcome back, Motor City, to the podcast. It is I, your DJ, Brett Cummins. And what a year we're having, huh? (laughs) Jeez. Man, oh man. Back in July when I recorded the last episode, I thought that was it. I'm like, all right, we're good. This thing should be turning a corner soon. Uh, Clearly not. So I apologize. I owe you an apology, Motor City and beyond. I owe you an apology because it has been since July that I have recorded an episode. So... Uh, you know, I, there's no excuse. Quite frankly, I've had nothing going on because all of these weddings, well, some of them got rescheduled. Some of them didn't. Uh, most of them did, though. So I've moved a lot of them back for 2021 and beyond. The good news is I've had clients stick by me. I've had some that had to pull the plug, and understandably so, just could not make it happen this year. So I am thrilled to be back rambling to you. <laughs> uh, November 12th is when I'm recording this. It's 11 o'clock at night. And I really just, I, I want to ramble some more. I mean, ultimately, the podcast is going through some transitions as well. I'm working on making it better and improving the content. I uh, workshop some ideas. I'm going to talk about some of those tonight and um, or today, whenever you're listening to this, I'm going to talk about a few of those things. And I'm probably going to do some standalone episodes on the workshop. I'm going to call it workshop feedback that I got from the Instagram story. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but ultimately, I want to talk about you and why you're still listening to me, which is amazing. So thank you for subscribing and rating and liking the podcast. Um, I am, like I said, as we transition through a new phase of the world, I mean, goodness gracious, everything that could have happened in 2020 happened. Goodness gracious, we are just in such a year. Um, I don't want to get too down about that because it is horrible, and I'm not going to politicize anything. Uh, You know how you feel. I know how I feel, and we'll just leave it be because this, this is meant to be a happy place. So I'll get all that off the table. Get all that off my chest. Down to business. Um, I am going to bring on some sponsors, actually. I have um, I have one amazing company right now that has agreed to sponsor the Motor City HDJ podcast, and that is a company called E2I Design. E2I Design. Uh, and that is my good friends uh, Josh and Jordan and Jason. And are there any other alliterative names over there I can think of? E2I Design. Uh, they do corporate... I mean, any any size function, uh, any size installation, this company can handle it. Sound, lighting, AV, I mean, everything that you need. E2I Design, amazing group of guys that are there ready to take your event to the next level, uh, your venue to the next level, be it a place of worship, a concert hall, rock venue, whatever. E2IDesign.com, E, the number 2I, design.com. You can reach out to them also on social media. So I want to thank them for sponsoring the Motor City HDJ podcast uh, from now until whenever they 
decide not to. <laughs> so thanks, boys. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Okay. All the business is out of the way. I'm doing well. Thank you. Let me talk about me for a second. I'm doing okay. Uh, yes, business has been very slow. This has been a very, very rough year for Motor City HDJ. I am still here, and I am actually doing very, very well. Rest assured, if you're listening to this and you're a client, I'm not going anywhere because I am a solo operation, so the only person I have to pay is myself. <laughs> and I have very low overhead, as it turns out. Uh, I have purchased all of my equipment. I have recouped the cost on all of that equipment, so I am 100% um, just me, flying solo. So I am here. I am not going anywhere. Uh, and the good news is this business is recession-proof because, as I've talked about on previous episodes, um, you know, back in 2008 when we went through that huge housing crisis, people were still partying. People were still getting married. They still needed entertainment. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to be here for you. So Motor City HDJ has had a rough year. But I'm still here. I'm still here for you. And I will tell you, just to kind of uh, give a quick state of the business, if I can, next, uh, really the biggest challenge I'm facing is, uh, of course, here we are in November. My last wedding was the first week of October, second week of October. And that was it. So now it is into hibernation until April believe it or not. So uh, November weddings that were scheduled, December weddings that were scheduled, those have been canceled. I was supposed to play a New Year's Eve wedding. They have postponed, and that's fine. Totally understand. This is a very scary situation that we're in right now. Um, so, you know, all of these events, I mean, I'm basically looking at six months of nothing, which is fine. And the biggest bummer for me, if I'm being candid with you, is that... I've taken all of my the folks that I talked to in 2019 to play for this year had to move their wedding to 2021. So now all of your 2021 couples and event organizers are fighting for those dates from the people from the year before. So it's been very interesting because there is, uh, a, it's almost like a, a rush, like Black Friday, you know, people are just all rushing for the same dates. And well, you know, you know this having listened to the podcast, I only play one event a day. So uh, dates are my inventory, plain and simple. So uh, first come, first serve, and I'm doing my best to take care of everybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting year. I am booking solid now. So I will be doing straight up. I try to avoid triple headers just because I want to be fresh for everybody. But I think I've found a way <laughs> to do three events in a weekend and not die of exhaustion. So I uh, think we're going to be okay there. But uh, rest assured, I am here to stay, to party with you, MotorCityHDJ.com. Um, if you know anybody, please send them my way. I would love to play for them in 2021 and into um, the years that are without COVID, which would be great. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, business out of the way, uh, events out of the way. Let's talk about the workshop feedback. Uh, again, I'm just going to gloss over some of these things. Um, just to kind of fill a, you know, the typical 30-minute podcast episode format here. Um, I want to talk about some of the workshop items that I had posted on my Instagram story, which, by the way, if you're not following, just Instagram.com slash MotorCityHDJ. Same with all of the other um, 
social media, be it Facebook or Twitter. And I am not on TikTok just yet. I don't know. I can't get into it. I don't know. Okay. So, workshop feedback. Let's talk about it. I, I put it out there on Instagram, and I asked the question, what is one thing that I do that other DJs don't do? And I was, first of all, humbled beyond measure how honest you were. Thank you to all of you that submitted answers and information. I was humbled, to say the very least. Um, I am so incredibly blessed to get to do this, but uh, just to know that I am making an impact from clients. Now, this is clients. This is guests. This is parents, moms, dads, um, event organizers. So thank you for all of your wonderful feedback. I'm going to pick a few of these general topics to focus on individual episodes later, but I really just want to talk about why it's important to do what I do the way that I do. So if you're another DJ listening to this, maybe you pick up some morsels in here that will guide you in the right direction to, oh, I don't know, have 170 some odd plus five-star reviews on these wedding review sites, that kind of thing. Um, the first one, and I'm quoting verbatim, by the way. So the first one, you were so much more involved with us and the guests than I've ever seen a DJ be at any other wedding. You have such a high, fun energy that is awesome. The first time I spoke to you on the phone, I knew that you were what we needed. You got emotional when... Um, the groom and his sister danced to Alabama, and the second you played a song that our guests weren't feeling, you changed it. Other DJs would just let it play out and change it up with the next song. Yeah, man. Oh, that just hits home. I, I'm a family man. Um, you know, I, I see these things. Uh, anything that plays out at a wedding. I, I Again, for those of you that don't know, that aren't clients, that didn't book me, that just happened to go to an event and see me play, Turns out that I am anti-DJ, and here's what I mean. Uh, I can't go to a wedding because if I go to a wedding as a guest, then I'm going to want to be in control of the whole night, right? <laughs> so as an example, God bless her, my sister-in-law, uh, her and her husband got married, and I purposely said, listen, her name is Gina, I can say that. So I said, Gina, listen, I I know you're going to need a DJ. I want you to keep me out of the running as long as possible because I'd rather enjoy your wedding than run the show. And, you know, it's just one of those things that I would rather run the show than be a bystander. Now, in their case, um, you know, I just feel like, yeah, me, me personally, I would have taken care of my family. Um and I always do. I mean, whenever it's a family event, I always take care of cousins or in-laws or whomever. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes I want to be in control, but sometimes, you know, to sit in the back, it's tough for me to sit and just watch. If you're a videographer or photographer listening to this, I know it's hard for you to look at other people's work because you know you could do differently or better than the other person. So it's tough for me. I am anti-DJ because I can't go to weddings and just sit back. It's hard for me to watch the guy with the sequin vest, the sequin bow tie, the, the blow-up props, 
um, you know, the same cheesy things over and over and over again. Now, for my clients, they know this. I tell everybody there are only two cheesy things that I do to command control of the room. And that's just to bring the room together. And that's right after, um, you know, right as I'm introducing myself to everybody. And then as, you know, I try and get the, you know, the level of energy of, hey, um, you know, tell me you're excited to be here. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah. You know, that that kind of stuff. So, man, there is a, such a, a, a difference between DJs who engage the guests and guys who just sit in the background. Now, this first comment <laughs> kind of encompasses everything else uh, that people were saying. And like I said, I'm going to do standalone episodes about a lot of this stuff. But, um, man, I appreciate the compliment so much. Yes, I try to be more involved than other guys that I see out there. It's tough to sit at a wedding and wonder what's going to happen next. It's really tough. Um, I, you know... She says, uh, than any other DJ at any other wedding, right? Talks about the high fun energy, and I appreciate that. I do try to mimic and match the energy of my room. It's not one of these things, and I, I tell my clients, it's not one of these things where you want to be, um, I don't want to constantly be at 11, but it's important to be the one driving the, the bus, <clears throat> you know? It's, it's important to be in control. The room needs to know who's in charge. If that doesn't happen, the whole thing goes off the rails. Okay, so the room has to know who's in charge. Um, and that's an, important, that's an important reason behind why I engage and have the energy that I do. Because, I mean, think about this. When you see somebody, if their energy is higher level let's say they're you know past 10 they went to 11 right <laughs> if they went to 11 um you're more often than not going to match their energy their energy may give you a boost and that's the tone that i try to create okay if you're a dj listening to this you need to rethink the energy that you bring to your crowd you have low energy they're going to be drones you come out like a cheerleader, they're going to be really rooting for you in the stands. Okay? That's how this goes. All right? Um, yeah, got to have energy. You got to engage. You got to have energy. And, and it's important to me that you've noticed this, Motor City. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, I am a family man. I do get emotional at things like when a groom and a family member or you know, in the cases of a, a blended family where the groom or bride may have children from a previous marriage and then the child gets involved with a special dance, yeah, I'm going to be a complete blubbering fool. I just know that my six-year-old, when it's her turn to get married 45 years from now, ha, 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 um, I know that I will be the same blubbering fool because uh, I just picture myself in that moment. You know, whatever it is, if it's a sibling or like I said, if it's a if it's a child, even same thing. So I definitely think you have to read the room too. the comment about, um, you know, when the guests weren't feeling a song that the bride and groom wanted. I definitely shift gears. That's important, folks. I mean, feel uh, feel free to tell your DJ if you're not feeling it. OK, that's one thing that I try to listen to all the time. It is a constant mental struggle that DJs face. Good DJs will face a constant 
mental struggle where all night long they're fighting this battle of what, you know, which song do I play next? Is this one going to get them out there? I'm afraid it might not. Um, you know, then they have to, it's trial and error at some point. I've seen crowds totally love slow dancing all night long. Personally, not my favorite, but I've seen some crowds get into it. Older crowds, they love it. They're going to dig it. Okay, so um, some crowds hate it, and uh, some crowds just want to have bangers all night long. Totally good with that. I've played weddings of 130 beats a minute for you know three, four hours straight. <laughs> that one's tough. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you're just not going to let it play out. It's not a play, fade, play, fade, play, fade kind of thing. So um, other comments in here, too. One of the other feedback items I got from the workshop, uh, and I appreciate that, who that was. I, I kept these anonymous purposely. I knew who they came from, but I kept them anonymous just to make sure that we're all on the same page and I'm not playing favorites here. Um, one other comment. Someone said that uh, you consider our favorite songs, not just the genre, and seamlessly fold the hits in for a top-notch night. And yeah, that's important. I think um, to be cookie cutter is tough. We go to weddings and we hear the same songs over and over again. I'll get clients when I meet them in the consultation. They say, listen, I want everything but Cupid Shuffle, Cha-Cha Slide, Wobble, all these other songs that people dance to. And I get it. You know, I talk to my clients. I talk to you about this. If this is you, that's okay. <laughs> I totally understand. Um, but yeah, there are just things about different events that people want to change it change it up and, and maybe reinvent the wheel a little bit and that's totally cool um yeah it is important for me and th and that's why I survey all of my couples all of my clients before an event to find out what they're into I ask all my clients for a well traditionally the wedding clients especially a maximum of 30 to 40 songs just because of time i want to know in those 30 to 40 songs you know what you really dig and what really um you're going to dance to right so if there's something that you're not into let me know that too but not only am i going to consider your favorite songs but i'm also going to go to your guests and, and we're going to look at requests from your guests what they want to hear and of course fold it into the night the idea is that you know let so if you're my client we're going to call your playlist the bullseye and then all your requests from your guests are all going to be the darts and so we're going to hope that those darts hit the bullseye and um you know it's a twofer right so i want to be able to to make those seamlessly fold into one another so uh somebody else says uh, energizing engaging with the guest pure energy from start to end i think we already talked about that positivity and personality you bring lots of positivity and personality Thank you for saying that. Uh, kind of goes with the energy, but that's just who I am. That's why I do this. I am Motor City HDJ purposely because I have seen DJs not have positivity, not have personality. Uh, that's the reason I do this, to be quite candid. Anti-DJ means being the opposite of the guys that are doing it horribly wrong. You know, go out there and, and whatever you do in your life, whatever you do with your career, the, the, the path that you've chosen, you know, look at someone else that does the same thing, find out what they're doing wrong, do the opposite of those things, and you'll be successful. It's common sense. That's why I am anti-DJ.
positivity is an anti-DJ thing because most DJs are just there to play the gig. You've got companies, and I won't mention their names, that are just aggregators where the DJs aren't even technically working for them. They're just contractors. You know, positivity is important. Personality is important. Mirror the guests. Let them know you're there to have a good time. That's a big deal. And I appreciate that you see that in me. Absolutely. Part of that personality goes along with this next comment here. Uh, it says, you get people up and on the dance floor interacting with the guests. Kind of goes back with the engagement. But yeah, man, I know how to Cupid Shuffle. I got to learn some of these. Or, geez, oh, Pete's the turbo hustles and the get up. I got to do that. I got to learn that one. But why not? Why wouldn't you get up and, and have fun with the guests? Of course, I'm there to do a job for you. But at the same time, I could enjoy my job. You know, I, I don't have to be stuck behind a table all night long. So definitely getting up on the dance floor, interacting with the guests, that's my bag. I appreciate that you said that. This comment, I know who this was from, and I'll plug this right here. This is my buddy Drew Stoutenberg. He has a podcast, by the way, Shameless Plug, part of the E2I Design Podcast Network, if you will. But Drew has a podcast called the Stouting Off Podcast, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, and he just spouts off on the, uh, the everyday. And uh, yeah, so Drew Stoutenberg of the Stouting Off podcast, wherever you find your podcast, Stouting Off, great, great show, great concept. So listen to him. Again, part of the E2I Design Podcast Network. Um, he says, you don't just play music, you produce and party lead for the entire event. Drew, thank you. Uh, he is a repeat offender of seeing me play Many events for our friends of the Northridge family. I think I'm up to a dozen now since the word got out that I like to party. Um, Drew, uh, you're right, man. Uh, the production part of it is important to me as well. Uh, I definitely, as a producer, to produce the event is important as well. Um, there are many different pieces to this, and I can tell you from seeing, again, anti-DJ stuff. I can see it from people who, um, oh, well, just people that don't get it. Venues where you have to have a dozen different people to make the thing go. Too many, too many cooks in the kitchen is not a, is not a good thing. So when you have a, um, uh, an event planner, a day of coordinator, you've got a venue coordinator, a DJ photographer knows what they want to do for you. For goodness gracious, one person should be in control of all of those things. Now, it's not to say that uh, everyone else's initiatives and agenda isn't important, but one person needs to be the catalyst for all of that. I truly feel like it's the DJ. The DJ is wanting, he, he literally running the show. Um, calling the, you know, like a director or producer, calling the cues for each, you know, thing that's going to happen. And that's, for me, that's important because I am a producer in that way. So I do call cues. I do let you know what's going to happen before it's going to happen. Then I let you know that it's happening. Then I let you know that it happened, right? So that's a, that's a good producer. And I'm glad you brought that up, Drew, because I do try to produce and lead the party every single time. Leading the party is more than just being on the microphone. It's being the example. It's showing your guests this is what's happening next and then getting to it, right? A to B to C to D. And I try to do that with efficiency as well. So to produce your party for you involves that pre-planning, maybe some connection with your other vendors, as much as I hate that word, connecting with other vendors, um, 
and hopefully I'm connecting with vendors that I've already worked with before. That makes it a whole lot of easy, a whole lot easier for all of us. If it is somebody that I'm working with for the first time, then of course it's about building a new relationship with that person. But yeah, man, it makes it easier when I work with people that I've worked with before. And that comes with time and experience. And that's what I've uh, tried to do over these last 20 years. So producing, leading the party, that's important for me as well. Uh, someone else said dance with us on the dance floor. Obviously already talked about that. Uh, you run, host the event instead of people feeling like, okay, what's next? Play a good blend of music. That's really key. That's really key. Kind of touched on this already, but the idea that... Um, you know, if it's a country crowd, they probably are going to like country, and that's okay. However, you find those good middle ground kind of songs. The old classic rock usually slips into folks that like country. If they're an R&B crowd, they may like Motown. Uh, they may like some of the slower pop and i don't mean slow like ballad i mean you know something that's maybe hitting it like 990 or 100 beats a minute it's all about the blend of music me personally i feel like it's a melting pot because i know what happens every single time i see it happen every single time every time i do this it happens where i start um, you know i'll usually come out swinging 120 beats a minute 130 beats a minute just depending on the mood uh, then you kind of bring them back to reality if I'm going to slip in some Motown like a quick three song bundle hit them with some Motown come out of that uh, folks want to slow dance for a couple throw those in there hop out with a group dance rinse and repeat so um, it is about playing a good blend of crossing genres and beats and moods and feelings and all that stuff so uh, very important to continue to play a good blend of music so uh, the comments continue for engaging with people and joining the party, taking control of the party post-wedding super cer uh, wedding ceremony. The next two <laughs> are kind of all important with the planning process. Um, one person, one bride actually said, you text back super fast. Absolutely, I do. Folks, we all, I believe 98% of this planet has a digital tether attached to their person at all time. There is no excuse not to text back or email back quickly. Now, there are many different schools of thought on this, but it was my time at Quicken Loans responding with a sense of urgency as the ante to play. That's right, all you Quickeners listen to this. Mm -hmm. 15 years later, and I'm still drinking that Kool-Aid over there, all right, the ism Kool-Aid. But responding with a sense of urgency as the ante to play, it's a big deal. Absolutely. It's a huge deal. You have a question that you want an answer to right now. I'm the business owner. I should be able to respond to that question right now. Now, granted, folks know when I go on vacation or if I'm away, uh, you know, that's why we have out of office messages. But even still, I respond to emails when I'm out of the office. It's just one of those things. I think we're in a world now where we have shifted from, well, I got to get back to my desk and send an email. No, you don't. You've got this device that you've paid hundreds of dollars for in your hands. Use it to communicate with your clients. Yeah, texting back super fast is definitely my MO. I want to make sure that your question is answered right away so that you can sleep tonight. That's important to me. And then also, <laughs> the, the coolest thing on this list, this will be the last one that I'm going to wrap this up, is that uh, the client said, you propose to us. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Why not? Ask for the business in a fun way. Chances are, 
when we get to a consultation, uh, now, right now, of course, I'm doing consultations via Zoom or Google Meet, depending on how I'm feeling that day. I like to propose to my clients. It's a fun way to do this, right? I'll ask, uh, so Mr. Future, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, or since it's 2000, you know, Liberty, Mrs. and Mr. So-and-so, may I be your DJ? I get real soft, bring it down, kind of look in the camera. May I be your DJ? Clients love it. And I do too. It's original. <laughs> it's fun. Why not have a little fun with it, right? So that's what makes me different than the other guy. As far as the feedback goes, yeah, though, really just very generally glossing over these things. And, and I just wanted to come back to the podcast. I know five months later, I'm so sorry. And talk to you about, uh, or uh, four months later, rather, uh, about what's been going on with me. Obviously, 2020 has been a bear of a year. Uh, lots of good things have happened. Of course, many bad things have happened. But we just keep looking forward, keep our eyes on the prize. Thanks for sticking by me. Stay safe out there. I Again, I'm, I'm not here to politicize anything. Lord knows we've got too much of that going on, the TVs and the internets and everywhere. Um, just wear a mask. It's not the greatest. It's not the most ideal. Just wear a mask. Keep each other safe. Because here's the thing, the, the faster we get over this stuff, the quicker we get back to partying, the faster you get to hang out with me, Motor City, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I just cannot stand being cooped up in this house any longer. Not that I truly have been, thanks for the, <laughs> thanks for the lifting of the uh, restrictions for a little while there. Um, was able to play a few weddings this summer and in, in uh, early fall, so wear your mask, keep each other safe. Uh, definitely big props to our new sponsor, E2I Design. Uh, Josh, Jordan, Jason over there at E2I Design. Love you guys. E2IDesign.com and on social media. Now, uh, I think unbeknownst to them, creating the E2I Design podcast network. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm really excited to have them as a sponsor. Hopefully more sponsors will come along. Uh, but I'm totally super stoked about that. Uh, looking forward to getting back on the dance floor with you folks. Please don't forget about me. You're listening to the podcast because someone told you about it. You're subscribed. Make sure to subscribe, of course, if you're not. Would you leave me a review as well, please? I, I don't want to be self-serving, but I definitely know that I want to continue doing this and getting feedback on what you like, what you don't like, what I can talk about, what maybe I should back away from. Of course, uh, review, uh, subscribe, and tell everybody you know about Motor City HDJ. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MotorCityHDJ.com. I'm your DJ, Brett Cummins, and I'm hoping to talk to you very, very soon. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, yeah, I'll see you on the other side.